From the center of the hockey universe, this is the Off the Post Podcast. Sammy Hoffren, welcome to Off the Post. Welcome to the Post Media, uh, I don't know what we call this, podcast layer. What's going on? All good. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to have you in for many reasons, but uh, off the top, I have a question. I saw this on Twitter. It's a Finnish word. You might already know what I'm talking about because it kind of went viral. Kausira uh, Kennet? That's it, yeah. Uh, and That's it, legit. It, it started to make the rounds online because, I don't know, someone translated. I don't know how it, it kind of came about, but it, and you can correct me if this is wrong, but apparently the translation is to get drunk home alone in your underwear with no intention of going out. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so Finnish. Like we have those different words. That's that, that's just so niche. Like, how? Do, why do you need a word for that? Why not? Like, <laughs> obviously, you have to have one because that's the thing in Finland. Yeah, why not? Fair enough. Um, and you guys do a wife carrying uh, world championships. Yeah. you're yeah. known as the country that has like uh, the off the wall, the bizarre, the bizarro world world championships is what is what you're. Yeah, during summer. It's kind of one of your things. Yeah, yeah, during summer. I didn't even know what kind of like you have cell phone throwing championships and <laughs> I don't know it's it's weird. Have yeah. you ever thrown your your hat in the ring for one of these? Never. Never. You're just not an athlete like no, that, I guess. No, no. Okay, so you're you're an NHL correspondent for Finland's second largest newspaper and uh, a Finnish sports magazine as well. This is my googling coming in handy. Yeah. I don't I'm not going to try and say the names of these publications, but you can you can throw them out there. Yeah, so basically I work for uh, it's the biggest like media outlet in Finland. Okay. Ilta so we have a daily paper, uh, weekly magazine and obviously online. So I'm covering all three platforms. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the same company or you're working yeah, for it's two the same companies. Company, okay. Yeah. So we have weekly magazines based like Sports Illustrated or hockey news kind of thing. Okay. And um, I would say like daily papers close to like Toronto Sun. Okay. Right on. And you're based in Toronto. You've been based in Toronto for three years. Yeah, third year. Yeah. That's are you the only Finnish reporter that's covering the NHL locally? Um at the moment, yes. There's another guy uh, in Vancouver, but he's actually not in Vancouver now. Okay. But he's a freelancer working for Finnish like broadcasting company. But I'm the yeah, I'm the only one now like who covers databases in, in North America. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a dream job. How, how does one uh, land that job? There must be a lot of Finnish journalists that are, I mean, I mean, you're living away from home. You're you're clearly working a lot because they want to make your your placement worth it financially. Yeah. But um, that's still, I mean, that's like you said, a dream job. Yeah, I mean, the company, my my boss now, he was the first one in 1996 who was NHL correspondent in the same company. So since then, we've had probably seven different guys so every time yeah it's, it's obviously like it's a big job like everybody wants to have it and i was working at the same company before the same paper yeah. and i was covering Finnish league and we had a guy in vancouver for four years juha hitel up there okay so i'm next next in the line so we'll see how long i'm gonna be here okay and i'm assuming they pick young guys because you look late 20s early 30s i'm, I'm not sure 31. okay 31. Yeah. Uh, that was a decent guess um <laughs> But you know you're plugged in, plugged into the Finnish hockey scene back home, and obviously in North America, and it's a pretty good era for for Finnish hockey. Would you say this is a bit of a golden age, like in based based on depth of, I would of say, talent? Yeah, yeah, especially because there was a dip, like 2010, the draft in uh, I don't even know where was the draft, but yeah, 2010, uh, there was uh, fourth rounder was the first pick. Wow, for Finland, 
and that was the low point. Yeah. And since then, Finland had this like summit that Sweden also had, and since then it's been you know picking up all the time and getting better. And last year was I would say probably the best season in Finnish hockey, like overall, like young talent, Patrick Laine, uh, Sebastian Aho, all those guys. And now we're seeing actually like good young players coming from Finland. So yeah, it's it's definitely a golden age for for Finnish hockey now. Because I mean, no one has come to uh, come to Timo Solani's, uh, you know, sort of beckoning or, or or been the the second coming of him at this point. Like we we all think Line A will get to that point. Yeah. But he's obviously uh, the best Finnish player of all time, or or Yari Curry. I guess there's an argument there. But I think this generation is a hell of a lot deeper, and just the amount of players in the NHL right now, I'm assuming, is a record or at least close to a record. Yeah, I mean. Back in the days, it was all about, like, that was, in 1995 was the big break for Finnish players. Like, Selena was obviously doing a lot of, you know, scoring goals and all that. But then came Saku Koivu, Kim Timon, and all those guys. And those guys were the number one guys for way too long. I mean, there wasn't any young players coming up. Uh, Mikko Koivu, Philip Pula, all those guys, they were born in 1983, 84. And those guys are now old, like they're still playing a good level, but there wasn't the next generation. Like Mikael Granlund was the biggest star in Finnish hockey because there wasn't any player since the Koivus or Phil Plus in between. So that's why he was the biggest, like... And he's turned into a big deal, but yeah, at I one point took, he was just kind of another yeah, guy, right? Yeah, it took a long time for him to actually like get to that level. Mm-hmm. But now there's, every year there's different, like, Good players coming from Finland, and Laine, Puljujärvi, uh, Olli Juolevi uh, in Vancouver, or it's going to be in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Those guys are the next wave now. So, I would say situation is it's more. I don't know. It's there are different players now. It's not just a couple of guys. Because in Sochi, you could see that Selane was over forty. Yeah. Uh, Sami Salo. Timo Timon and all those guys. Just past their, their yeah. best before. And the next guys were Oli Matta. Uh, all those guys were like 21 in their 20s. So there was this big gap, which is now becoming, you know, it's a better situation for Finnish hockey, for sure. Are people in love with Patrick Laine back home? What's what's that like? Because here, obviously, we've been infatuated with his goal-scoring ability. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're both based in Toronto, so there's... Uh, it's probably different for you because you you cover Finnish hockey, but for me, the whole Austin Matthews Patrick Line debate has has dissipated because Matthews has just gotten you know far and away on yeah. this on this uh, trajectory and then just kind of shot out of a out of a rocket, right? And Line hasn't done anything wrong. He's he's progressed as any young player would progress, and is still considered part of that this this uh, this core of you know uh, McDavid. You can throw a bunch of guys in there. I guess Marner, uh, Nylander, um, Eichel, that that sort of group. Yeah. Um, and Line is still a part of it. But um, back home, or is he? Is he kind of? He's the he's the new the new toy, the guy that that everyone follows, like you know, day to day. Yeah, I'd say he's the biggest name for sure right now. If there's a story and there's a headline where it says Patrick Line, it's basically like it's gonna be right at the top. Mm-hmm. No matter what, and the last year he played in Finland, that was crazy because at the same time there was Pulley Arabi and Sebastian right. Aho, 
So those three were the big three in, in Finnish hockey. And they played it on a, the same line for the World Juniors. Yeah, World Juniors. That sort of opened everyone juniors, else's eyes. Yeah, the World yeah. Juniors was kind of like, it just took off after that. And last year was was crazy. That that year was, everybody knew how good of a player Line is, but I don't know. For me, it was surprise how good of a player he was in the first season. Because he's not, he's still kind of like, he's a kid still, 19 right. years old. Yeah. But at the same time, just the number that he, he put up was insane. But in Winnipeg, line is a big deal. Yeah. That's nothing compared to, to Finland. Like, in Finland, he's the guy right now. Well, and we talked about this a bit at the rink uh, last week. Another uh, kind of uh, side plot to there being kind of a golden age of Finnish hockey is that you guys actually have access to the NHL tapes now, whereas five, ten years ago, it was like you would see highlights and that's it. But now you were telling me that Game Center is a lot more accessible and that people are are able to watch every Patrick Line game, whereas maybe, well, let's just say with Solani, they they could probably just catch glimpses here and there, right? Yeah, that's the biggest difference. I remember uh, when Selane was playing his first season, you you just saw some clips, some like highlight clips, but now people actually can watch entire games and, and there are more obviously social media is there. Yeah, that helps a lot. You can see every video like right away and every interview and, and that's why, that's the reason why I think uh, Line is going to be a bigger star than Selane because it's just different age. People can it's more easy to to follow him and, and get to you know know what kind of player he is and, and so that's why I know it's early but I think that's why he's going to be bigger bigger star than Salami. Yeah, he's got some charisma too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not afraid to, especially in Finnish. He he likes to joke around and he doesn't care. Like if you see the beard now, <laughs> there's the beard. A, there's a story behind it. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, he has actually a challenge with his cousin. Oh, really? I asked about him in Calgary uh, early on in the season. I was like, dude, what's going on with the beard? <laughs> and he said that, yeah, there's a, he has a challenge with his cousin. Like, he used Younger to be, cousin, older cousin? Um, not sure. But he's, he must be close with him, I guess. Yeah, 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 back in, back in Finland. So the thing is that uh, last year and the year before, the thing with Patrick is that he just let his hair grow. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know why, but his cousin was like, "Okay, let's do let's do the beard also, like hair and the beard. Just let it grow the whole season." Like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and there's no money involved or yeah. anything. It's just pride. And like, it's kind of whoever whoever shaves first loses that sort of. Yeah, thing. and Patrick was like, "No, I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> I'm doing for real. Like, the beard stays and the flow. You know, let it hang out and just yeah, it looks brutal not right now, but let's see <laughs> by end of the season." So, yeah, the people are lining up to uh, book him for photo shoots, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So that's that's Patrick. Like he yeah. doesn't, I don't know. He, he, you know, he's a confident kid. He he's not cocky. He's a he's a confident but humble guy, and you can see that even even though he's not afraid to say like, he's good, but he's he's humble. And I know that uh, he's got like, it's always hard uh, to really put in the proper context when a player says this, but earlier in the season, he wasn't scoring at the level that he was last year. He was asked about it by the local media. Yeah, and, it was ridiculous. And then he and then he said something along the lines of, um, you know, I'm, I'm really hard on myself. I need to start scoring goals. And then that sort of blew up as, as a story, as a narrative. And then he goes out, I think, and scored a hat-trick the next yeah, game. or, or I mean, Yeah, scored a or goal, the, but, but just for me, 
there was nothing because I've been watching every game of Patrick this year and he's a better player than last year. He was creating different chances and he got the looks and and that I get it why he was so hard on himself. Is, is he from your interactions with him and I'm assuming it's been fairly frequent over the last couple of years, is he generally like he, he he has very high standards and if he doesn't yeah. hit those then he's gonna not be happy after a game. Correct? Obviously, yeah. And yeah. when he was saying that, you know, I'm happy that team wins, and, and even though I'm not scoring, but I think that's like bullshit in a way because yeah. he, he's a he's a goal scorer. He wants to score goals, and every time he has the puck, he wants to score, and he expects that okay, I'm gonna score. And he was playing pretty solid, even though he didn't produce. But but and now he's in a what seven game point streak, so it doesn't like happen all of a sudden okay now he's playing better it's just confidence obviously it's a huge thing but um, he's been actually pretty good and you, you've obviously talked to his coaches back home over the years and you've you have more intel on on the guy than uh, than most media members in, in Canada or in the United States was he always a prodigy was he always uh, supposed to be this good or was it something that happened when maybe he was 15 all of a sudden he was on everyone's radar no, I mean, he's always been a good player and a guy who scores goals. He's always been like that. And the big thing that happened to him was um, in Evil Link, a tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know, three years ago. And he was, like, he, he told me way late after after the incident, but he was maybe, that time he was too... You know, he was overconfident and he, he was the big star in every team. And he was, uh, you know, he was maybe too cocky in a way. And even Link, uh, he was actually sent home in the middle of the tournament because he had this issue with his head coach. He, he didn't play in the last minute of one game and he was just pissed off and just gave the, gave the coach a finger. Really? Yeah. And that was a huge scandal. In yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And I think that incident helped Patrick a lot. He realized that he needs to be more of a more of a team guy, also, even though he's a, he's a goal scorer and, and sort scorer. of a wake up call. Like, yeah, for him, and yeah. he was like, that was so big of a story that I think that kind of like woke him up mm-hmm. in a way. And he wasn't actually playing the junior team, like national junior team, that year. And when he came back uh, next fall, two thousand fifteen, they won the silver under 18 mm-hmm. and he was one of the best players on the tournament and since then he's been you know he's been like being better and better in every tournament than obviously in NHL is he uh like is he much different personality wise than other Finns like is he maybe a little more easygoing? is he does he have a, a really good you know sense of humor like I would say because yeah. the thing is is like you know when you're talking to him in Finnish he's got kind of his hair down right like that like I don't know if people listening realize, but when you connect with a guy on a, a language level, we'll call it, whether it's Russian, Finnish, Swedish, whatever, they all of a sudden, you know, they sort of they they, they trust you more. I don't know if it's that's different. the right word, but there's a different sort of uh, conversation going on. Yeah, it's um, different. Yeah, for sure. So you, you you know what 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 are some things that people might not realize about Line A uh, off the ice? Like, is he is he just a goof? No, he's not a goof. He, he's a smart guy. He's yeah. witty. He's you can tell that he's uh, you know, he's you know, he he was a good student in school and and he's witty. Like there's his one-liners and 
yeah, he's an easy going for sure. You could compare him to Sebastian Aho. Mm-hmm. He's totally different. He's more serious and thorough and says the right things. But Patrick doesn't. He doesn't care what other people think about him. Right. And he just. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think that's that's the confidence. That's mm-hmm. the confidence. He he doesn't care. So, yeah, he he has a good sense of humor, and and that's like for me. Covering him, it's it's good that there's always these like golden nuggets like after yeah. the games or stuff like that. It's not just like getting punched in deep and just <laughs> that you know BS. So it's and I, I guess part of it too is just the fact that they're more fluid in Finnish, so that they yeah. can actually get their point across better. Yeah, and you can tell that he's getting better in English with that. He you know he's he speaks good English, but now he can also get these one-liners also every now and then. So I think that's good for you guys also. When you're in a dressing room, I guess you wait till till the scrum is over and then you start speaking and, and finish. Is that yeah. usually your plan yeah, of attack? Yeah, after or before that. It yeah. depends. Like if there's a big game, I just want to go there first and just start the scrum and, and finish. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> again, you can hear that they're not happy with it, but yeah. You got a job to do as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you brought up Aho. What, what do you think of his uh, career so far? Because... Uh, very underrated season last very. year with 25 goals yeah. um, and playing on a, a team like Carolina with, with Tuvo Teravine and another Finn, uh, they get kind of forgotten about. Like, let's face it, that anyone on Carolina is is quote-unquote underrated. You could say Jeff Skinner is one of the best goal scorers of, yeah. of you know, uh, of the league right now. And, and their D. And, yeah, and like, yeah, and the D. Like, you go up and down their lineup and, and there's not much talk about it. Um, what do you think of Ajo and, and the way that he's uh, moved along because we were kind of introduced to him as as a hockey community with the World Juniors on being on that line with with Lining and uh, Pubiarvi yeah. there, and he was playing center. He's not a center on that tournament, which says a lot. Super. Did, did they just want to? Ha- did they just want to load that front line, and that was the the solution? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they didn't have that many centers, um, and he's a smart guy. Like his hockey IQ is off the charts. Might be. I would say Barkov and Aho are those guys who their hockey IQ is just it's ridiculous. And Aho is though one of those guys that you don't have to worry about. He plays solid every night. Some games are better, but he doesn't play a bad game. He uh, like a, co- a coach will nine times out of ten yeah, be very happy. Yeah, with, yeah, a lot of Finnish coaches said that he's like a dream player for for a coach. Mm-hmm. And like this season, he didn't score a goal in the first 15 games. Yeah. And now he has two goals in two games. And it happens. Last year with Philip, Philip Forsberg, he, I don't think he scored till like the 20th game. Like yeah. It just, it, yeah, I'm saying you just don't with, get the bounces. Yeah, same with Aho. He didn't score in his first I think, 13 or 14 games last year. Yeah, and then he just turned and then it on. took off, yeah. 24 goals. It's amazing that, obviously I get that. In Toronto, people were talking about Nylander, uh, Marner, all those guys. Matthews, obviously. But Aho was, yeah, 24 goals as a rookie is pretty darn good. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and he's not he's not a goal scorer. That's the thing. He's more of a kind of like playmaker, uh, two-way, two-way center, even though he doesn't play center. But he could play in center. That's why Bill Peters was, before the season, mm-hmm. like flirting the idea that he might be playing center. Yeah. And he did that last year, probably like four or five games. But that says a lot about the guy that you can actually just—he's only twenty years old, and still he, he can play that role already. Yeah, the I know the organization has very uh, big plans for him, like yeah. long term, and they've um, they've stated uh, you mentioned it there that 
eventually we want to move him to center. We're not we're not completely ready to, to put him in that role yet, but they look at him as as a very important piece to yeah. presumably uh you know a good hockey team for for years to come. I mean he's a franchise player for that team. Jeff Skinner, Sebastian Ajo. That defense. And that defense, yeah. And right now there's Jordan Stahl, uh Victor Ask. Yeah. Those are the top two punch in the, in middle, but I don't know, and also Elias Lindholm. So yeah. they have options also for, for centers. But right now, it's a good combo. Aho has played pretty well with uh, Stahl and Teravain in, in recent games. That's their top line. Yeah, I know that their their underlying numbers look really good. And they're, yeah. they're actually scoring. Um, so let's talk about Sasha Bar- Barkov, because he is a player that uh, you know you hear about constantly being uh, being one of the best two-way players uh, centers in the league, but at the same time, doesn't seem to really uh, have the the clout or have the uh, the the casual fans' attention, if you will. Um, but in Finland, I would imagine uh, that they're 100 percent behind this guy as as a national team member. That's going to be a core piece for the next decade and a half. Yeah, it's just rolled last week or the week before that. Barkov is by far. The best Finnish player right now. Yeah. Not even close. He's. I wish if he would play in Toronto or Montreal or New York or Chicago, yeah. that guy would be a superstar. Mm-hmm. No question about it. He's a stock. He plays over 20 minutes. He plays more than Anze Kopitar at the moment. Well, and I know last year he kind of it kind of flew under the radar that he, I believe he had like 51 points in 62 games. Yeah. He was he was injured. Like that. Those are good totals for a guy who uh, plays a lot of minutes against tough competition like he had other responsibilities than putting uh putting points up and obviously florida had a bad year so you 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 factor all those things in and you go that's pretty damn good season yeah i mean right now he's on a pace for 90 points which is pretty amazing because he he's a guy who plays defense first like he he just he's been so solid without the puck he does everything right every shift that's why the new coach is, you know, trusting him every time because he doesn't, he doesn't do like weird, you know, in, in different. He doesn't shifts. cheat. No, I mean every time he plays yeah. right, and right now, Salva Trophy, he's the guy with Kopitar mm-hmm. who's been way ahead of everybody, and and he's a guy that in Finland everybody knew what kind of player he is before he came to the NHL, and it was it was almost, I remember when uh, Panthers drafted him second overall and there were some experts that said whoa that's that's a that's a sketchy pick and he, he was uh who's third was that dry sidle no uh that was juan Duran, okay. so it was mckinnon barco right juan right. everyone's like okay they need to have juan no i mean barco was and is now the best player oh, of yeah. that draft class yeah. so big center he's now quicker stronger you can see that he's also he's a shy guy but you can see that there's He's becoming more confident, and he he doesn't he's not afraid to be out there anymore. assertive. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so you can see that. And right now, it's just like last night against San Jose. He didn't score any any points, but he was he was solid like every shift. That's interesting that you say that he's considered uh, the number one player. I guess Line A, we'll see what he turns into long term. But yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. I'm looking at the list. Um, of other contenders, and Barkov would probably be the guy. Um, 
Other note, well, I mean, unless you want to get into goalies and talk about Tukaras, Pecorine. I mean, even, even with the goalies right now, I would say Barkov way ahead. Last year, Mikhail Granlund yes. played in uh, played his best season in Minnesota. He was uh, he was the best player last year. Has been injured this year, and I would say he's number two at the moment. And then it's probably Patrick Line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Line is he's obviously the best goal scorer. Yeah. But overall, as a player, yes. No question about it, it's Barkov. Wow, he's so. I think he's only twenty-two or so. Twenty-two, yeah. Like he's surprisingly younger than I thought. Yeah, he. This is his fifth year already, so that says a lot. Did he go? So he got drafted out of Liga. Yeah. Or, um, and then just went straight to the NHL. Yeah, he was a star right. in Finnish league already. He yeah. was their number one center already on a top team in, in the Finnish league as a seventeen-year-old. Well, he came over as a, a big kid, a guy yeah. who. Uh, wasn't afraid um, to get physical, to engage, and like you've like you've you've kind of hammered down. Like he he cares about the defensive end. Which yeah, yeah. If and you come was... if you come to the NHL and don't care about the defensive end, you better have really high end skill and really yeah. you know high end scoring ability or playmaking. Um, and he has that to an extent, but the fact that he had the defensive skills was just automatic. Okay, you made the team. Yeah, that was the starting point. That's why he he got in the team. He was he was you know he was trustworthy and he was just solid. So that's why he didn't produce in first year that much. But you know every year you can see that he get new layers in his game, and now he's doing pretty much everything at the moment. Miko Rantanen's another interesting guy. Yeah. I don't know if was he. Back in Finland, was he highly touted? Because he definitely wasn't uh, coming into the draft, at least from my recollection. And then he gets drafted by Colorado. And, you know, once he finally gets into the NHL, you know, you see it night to night that he's a player to watch. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of fanfare, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, 2014, under-18s in Finland, he was... Yeah, he was out there, but the same team there was Kasper uh, Kapanen. Right, Leafs fans know uh, he was the he was bigger star. But in his draft year, Rantanen kind of took off. He his skating wasn't there previously, and you can see he got stronger, uh, quicker, and he was playing big role in his uh, youth club in in the Finnish league. That was a that was a bad team, so he got a lot of playing time and he produced a lot. And draft year, you can see that he's he's ready for the NHL. And last year, also a guy who was under the radar. There were a lot of Finns who were actually... Yeah, well, now that we're going through the list, it's like, there, yeah. is this a conspiracy against Finland? Or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there, that class last year was just ridiculous. Just insane. So many good young players. And Rantanen had 20 goals, I think, last year. Not bad. Not bad. Well, and this is, this is with uh, Pugliarvi... Uh, not getting off to the start that he wanted to as an NHLer. So let's just, let's let's in a in a alternate universe, he steps into Edmonton and is producing right away, and all of a sudden that's another player yeah. that that Finland has as uh, as 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 a top caliber guy. And I think Puliarvi will get there. And you you let's hear what you have to say about him. But um, it's been a slower uh, trajectory, and he, you know he spent some time in the AHL. He's he's been called up, sent down. Um, and I don't think Edmonton's in any way giving up on him, but no. it uh, it hasn't been a smooth transition, I'll put it that way. Yeah, and at the same time, let's remember, he's only 19, yeah. but at the same time, his line mates, Laine, Aho, they just, he, 
they've been a star in yeah. the NHL. So that's why it also it's harder for him because he sees these guys. His know, buddies are yeah. selling. So, but yeah, he needs time. He's just a kid still. And you can see that this year he's been actually the last two games. He's been pretty good. Like he's doing those things that McClellan wants him to do. Be more out there and, and just battle harder and because he's a big guy. So last year you could see that the language issue was huge. He he doesn't he didn't understand what it took to be in the NHL. Right. And on ice, off the ice. So that's why it was it was good for him that he went to AHL and kinda of like learn North American playing what, what was it was it uh conditioning was it uh the way he thought the game was it no about how he processed the game because okay he's not his hockey iq isn't there where like aho or in a lion so he's more of a straightforward guy right and he needs a player on his line that can make plays and, and kind of like feed him in a way and that's why nugent hopkins now i think is the right guy for him mm-hmm Eventually, is it going to be McDavid? I don't know, but right now he's. Uh, I think he's in a good spot right now, and he's quicker now. His skating style before was more about like, you know, long rounds and mm-hmm. not 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 like in NHL where you have to be like start and stop all the time and be you know, in the game all the time. So now he's he's picking up and he understands the game better now. What 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 does it take to? to actually play in the NHL every night. So I think this is his chance to actually get the spot in Oilers. And it's been pretty good the last two, uh, two games. You must have touched base with him the last couple of years. Has he been down on himself or is he, yeah. is he does he understand that it's part of the process? Or? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Uh, I think obviously the agents and, and you know his family and all that, they, they want to support him and... and at the same time, like we talk about Aho and Line, it's it's hard for him to to you know understand why he hasn't you know like wrap his head around like why am I different? Why yeah, am I not yeah. doing what and they're like doing? Individuals, yeah. So some players need more time. Some players are right up there, and it's not a bad place to be in uh, as a nineteen-year-old playing in uh, playing NHL right now. But we'll see. Obviously, he, he has to produce also in order to remain in Oilers. Because he wasn't dominating in AHL before he got called up. So it's a process for him. And he's, he's just you know starting his, his career in AHL. Yeah, there's, there's still a ton of runway there to see what, what he becomes. Yeah. Um, but if you think back to the pre-draft talk, uh, like say mid-season or the start of the season... This is 2016, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the start of that that draft class, it was like RV is ahead of Line A. Like they were sort of like I remember, yeah. somewhat peers, but like RV was the guy that was that was on a pedestal. Yeah. And then as the year went on, slowly it became like this Line A guy. Yeah. Wow, he's incredible. And then you didn't hear much about RV. And then the draft comes, and it was almost like you know Line A was pushing to be number one. Like yeah. it, he just sort of ascended. And I don't know if RV that year descended but he definitely got passed on the depth chart yeah. uh, in regards to rankings and now we're seeing it a couple of years later that scouts were right yeah at, le- at least right now like who knows maybe he turns around and ends up being a star but it's looking like line is gonna be the better player over 
yeah, long term. And it was a big story at the draft when uh, Columbus kind of snubbed Puglia. Yeah. And obviously they have Finnish GM. Yeah. So that was a big story. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So Jarmo Kekalan didn't pick Puglia. They took uh, Dubois. Yeah. And it was a, like for me. Did you ask uh, Kilkalainen after? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And they thought that, you know, Dubois is going to be a better player. That's mm-hmm. it. There yeah. wasn't any conspiracy. Or of course. Nothing like that. It was just, he could play center and pull out of his winger. And, you know, he's he's not that versatile player as maybe Dubois might be in the future. So there wasn't a fit. Like Dubois was a better player in their list and that's it. And with Pugliarabe, you know, it's that's the hockey IQ part is what, what is, for me, it's a big issue right now. That does he have it like enough to be a top top player mm-hmm. or just I don't know top nine player? We'll see. Yeah, because the thing with Kalkalainen, and he's the only, I believe, the only uh, yeah, European only first. Yeah, and so. You know, he obviously has everyone in his ear from Finland. Hey, there's there's yeah. this great kid, and obviously he he did his due diligence himself, and his scouts did the due diligence. But at the end of the day, like even though he might know this player really well, that's not necessarily a good thing. You might know him well, and you go, I don't like everything that I'm seeing. And then there's this Dubois kid that we think his ceiling's higher, or whatever the case may be. Right? It's like it sometimes might even be a negative to to. To like sort of you over scout certain players definitely especially because Kekalainen actually used to work at the same agency that re- represents Napoli so he knows everything about that guy and he's been following that guy obviously for a long time and with Kekalainen he's been telling this that if there's a Finnish player they they're almost like over critical about Finnish players because they don't want to be this team that okay we just Trying to like get their biases out of their head. Yeah, exactly. Sort of yeah. So they need if they're getting a Finnish player, it has to be very good player. There's not if there's a tie, they're they're not probably gonna take the Finnish player. They're gonna take the American player or mm-hmm. Canadian player. And I think that's interesting. And I think it's also logical in a way that they don't because they have a lot of um, like Kekalainen has brought some bodies to to the organization. Yeah. Obviously, he trusts them and. and respect the guys and but with players there's this you know they have their system going on with, with Finnish players that it's not just about like okay welcome to the team because you're from Finland no we'll get back to the show in a moment first a message brought to you by Indochino the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world now I'm a pretty casual guy I'll go for jeans and a t-shirt over shirt and tie most days But there's still weddings, there's still formal events, so I've always had to have a suit, at least one, maybe two. In the past, it was always a hassle getting a suit, but with Indochino, I got an hour with a stylist, he took every measurement you can think of, answered all my dumb questions, and left satisfied. Three weeks later, in the mail, I received my new shirt. Indochino is making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top quality products and personalize your suit just the way you want it. Here's how it works. Visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. Pick your fabric, choose your customizations, submit your measurements, place your order, and it will arrive in the mail within a few weeks. This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $499 Canadian at Indochino.com. 
All you have to do is enter the code off the post at checkout. That's off the post, no spaces. That's up to 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. That's Indochino.com, promo code off the post for any premium suit for just $4.99 Canadian plus free shipping. Really, it's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. All right, let's get back to business. Well, let's talk about you interacting with all these people. So you have Kelkalainen, who you would have a different relationship with because he's a GM. He's not a player. You're not going to bump into him in the dressing room. But um, do you also feel like you have a different connection with him than, than most reporters because you're the guy on the ground in Finland. You can call him and talk to him in his native tongue. Um, how's that relationship gone? Because it, you know, if you're a Swedish reporter in Canada, there's no Swedish GM to, to call. So you're, you're kind of in an interesting spot. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but obviously, yeah, you can, you know, we have the same language that, that helps. And I covered him before I came to NHL. So yeah, we're actually, I'm from Kuopio, from eastern part of Finland, mm-hmm. and he will, he was playing there. He's he's not born in Kuopio, but he you know he's basically from there. So yeah, Finland is a small country, so everybody knows everybody pretty much. <laughs> well, there's what five age. and a half million. That's yeah, five and a half. That's pretty yeah, tiny. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I would say it's different, um, but obviously he's a he's a big name, like he's a GM. So there's no, I think. The playing field is pretty even, though, mm-hmm. you know, with, with other other reporters also. You know, going down the list of, of Finns, is there anyone that's, like, particularly uh, entertaining, particularly a good quote? Like, we're based in Toronto. Leo Komarov is here. He's, I guess he was born in Estonia, but grew yeah. up in Finland. Um, Kasperi Kapanen's here. There's other guys like uh, Don Skoy in, in San Jose, Sammy Vatnin in Anaheim. Uh Miko Koivu in Minnesota, Issa Lindell in, in Dallas. Like, you go down the list. Oli Mata in Pittsburgh. Is there one guy that you, you just think is just, I don't know, interesting to talk to just in general, not even necessarily about hockey? Um, best quote. Wow. Um, I would say probably Jori Lehtera playing the Flyers. He's a, okay. he's a funny guy. Okay. There's some there's some gold when you talk about him. About, <laughs> even not just about hockey, but just overall. But... I would say, like, every Finnish player, I don't have any issues with the players. Uh, you, I get along, and, and, you know, it's it's all about respect. Yeah. They they know that I cover them, and I watch, you know, almost every game that they play. So so they know that I follow them, and I know what's going on. And then, but... That you're not faking it, essentially. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say probably the nicest... Like just human beings are probably Pekkarin in Nashville. Just okay. Super humble, even though he's a big star. Yeah. Uh, Antti is also is a good quote, even though they're goalies, but they're actually normal people. Yeah. Which is, which is well, Freddie Anderson. So he's Danish. In, yeah. In Toronto here, he's very soft spoken, and you yeah. can. The other day, I was talking to him about the Denmark uh, soccer team making the World Cup. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I don't know anything about soccer, yeah. but I happened to be around when him and another reporter were talking about it, and just, you know, shooting the shit. And some guys don't want to shoot the shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And one thing I've noticed from being around locker rooms is that Scandinavian guys are generally good dudes, and, um, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, it's case by case, but but if I'm generalizing, they're uh, they're they're fine with the media. They're they're cordial. They're they're pretty polite, and they they don't mind just. Uh, 
just chatting about non-hockey things. Yeah, exactly. Like off the record, obviously a lot of guys are different than on the record. Um, Miguel Granlund, on the record, he's very cautious and doesn't say much, but off the record, just, yeah, overall, Finns, Swedes, they're kind of, you know, they're the same kind of people. Humble backgrounds and just—is there rivalry like, like Finns versus Swedes? Because Canada and the U.S. I mean, day to day, there's no real rivalry. Like, yeah, when when there's competition, yeah. uh, World Cup, World Juniors, whatever, then then we get our backs up. But like day to day, I mean, an American is pretty similar to a Canadian. We don't have any beef. But I feel—is it is it different with Swedes oh, yeah, and, and Finns? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more way much bigger for sure. Um, like do you have a, do in you have a good a, way in a good way? It's, yeah. it's kind of like love hate relationship in a way that every time Finland and Sweden play against, it's obviously a big thing. But yeah, it's I think it's way deeper than American or Canadian, you know, kind of like rivalry. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's huge for sure. Do you think a lot of Swedish players in the NHL know Finnish? Like, is there a lot of crossover in the language? Uh, curse words every time you <laughs> talk to Finnish player locker room and there's a Swede every single time there's going to be some curse words like every single time I don't know why but it happens all the time do you know do you know Swedish at all uh yeah yeah actually uh, it's it's the same in in Finland than like Swedish as uh French in Canada okay like so, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that know both is what you're saying yeah yeah okay. we also we have to learn Swedish at grade seven oh, so okay. I was a lazy student in Swedish <laughs> so I understand Swedish but I can't really talk Swedish and that's also there's a different part that's why Leo Komarov he uh, I think he speaks Swedish better than uh, Finnish really yeah because that was his he learned Swedish first and then Finnish because they moved to this uh, uh, small town in west coast in Finland where they actually just spoke Swedish interesting yeah I didn't know that about Gomorov yeah um so do you know you know enough Swedish does are you bilingual like well you are with 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 English English and, yeah but, are you trilingual uh no no I can I can yeah I can say different words in Swedish I mean if there's a Swedish player and I want to talk to him like interview I always start in Swedish, like a couple, yeah, just to make, yeah, 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 it's more easier, and and you know the guys know that okay, he's not from from Toronto or <laughs> places like that, but it helps for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. How, how does your your day to day work? Because we were talking about it off air, and you brought it up a couple times. Like you try to keep track of all these Finnish players, yeah. and there's according to a hockey reference.com there's 34 in the NHL right now that's not a small amount to uh, to keep tabs on yeah. do, you, do you just you try to you're just plugged in the game center every night you're, you're switching around or yeah well, yeah the main focus is obviously with Finnish players but I do cover the whole league okay. so I would say every day I see three three NHL games huh? like that's average Saturdays are they're big like this upcoming Saturday I think could easily maybe watch six games because they have day games and all that but yeah uh, I mean it depends on what kind of story I'm, I'm writing about right like some teams are like this year uh, this week I watched uh, a lot of Tampa and how their power play is working and all that so yeah every Finnish player I try to watch as much as I can some players like the biggest star and biggest names 
know, Line A, Aho Bark, all those You got to know everything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, and if I can watch live, you know, at the same time, just afterwards, you know, I just, you know, spend extra time and watch the games, like replays and all that. So, yeah, it's, uh, every day is it's full of hockey. Like, if you don't, if you just like, kind of like hockey, not love it, this is the wrong job. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you're... It's uh, a lifestyle for sure. It's not just a job. I don't have a job that starts, you know, a certain time and ends a certain time. Day when I wake up, it's on. And when I go to bed, that's it. So in between, there's something, you know, some, you know, time that I can do something else. But, you know, I usually wake up before 9 o'clock, get the emails from Finland. Mm-hmm. And, What's the time difference? It's uh, seven hours. So are they there? It's like, I don't know, like 1 p.m. there? Or is it the yeah. other way? Yeah. No. Yeah. They're ahead. Seven yeah. Hours. Okay. Okay. So. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. I mean, usual that. routines are, yeah, woke up and uh, go through my emails and yeah. then what's going on. Because nothing really happens before 9 a.m. in NHL, like Eastern time. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, it depends. Some, some days are, I write you know, the weekly magazine stories and sometimes, you know, some days are just full online stories and whatnot. And yeah, during nights, it's it's all about NHL games and covering those those games. And you go to most Leaf games, correct? Yeah, if I'm in Toronto, uh, I'll be at the ACC, but uh, like next week, I'm be I'm gonna be in Dallas. Oh. For, uh, for Jere Lehtem, he's gonna get his number retired. Okay. So it's a big night for, for Finland, so. If I'm not on the road, yeah, I'll be I'll be at the uh, ACC for for Leafs games. Well, let's talk about uh, the all-time Finns. So obviously, Team Solani is right up there. Let, let's let's do a, a Mount Rushmore. So that's four guys. Solani's obviously one. Yari Curry's obviously one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give my two cents. And your it's my my two cents doesn't really matter because you're the expert here. But uh, I would think Saki Koivu would be a third guy. Yeah. And then it gets hard with the fourth guy. It's hard, yeah. I would think either Mika Kiprasov, Yari Letnin, Tukarask, Pekka Rinne, or Miko Koivu. And if I'm guessing, maybe Yari Letnin, just because he he was he left more of a legacy, I feel like, as this... Uh, he was kind of in in his own tier in terms of being a defensive forward when he was in, uh, in the league. Um, so, Letnin, Koivu, Curry, Solani. Is, am I way off? No, that's it. I'd is that say, what you would yeah, do? That's it. It's it's baffling how underrated Jere Lehtinen still is. He's he's right up there with Bob Gainey. Uh, well, Patrick Bergeron. He he have now like, yeah. four selfies, but like even though last year he didn't deserve it, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kessler and Koivu were they were by far yeah the best. Oh, I thought Kessler were. was a... yeah Kessler was a beast, yeah. but yeah. Lehtinen should be in the Hall of Fame. There's no question about it. If you, let's say, he he was, okay, let's say Lehtinen was a Canadian. Yes. He was in, you know, he's been that good for that many year, years. He, he would be in the Hall of Fame for sure. There's no question about it. He's the last winger to win the Celtic Club. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's always just no one even considers the wingers to be honest. No, no, not anymore. It's, it's all about centers now. Yeah. Like who was actually the last winger that 
you think that, oh, you might maybe have a chance? I don't. I remember. Because the guys who stick out are the Datsuks. Yeah. Uh, Bergeron Center, um, Kopitar Center, Kessler Center. Who else is usually in the conversation? Um, well, even not, like people are talking about Austin Matthews, another center. Oh, well, of course, yeah. Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri, if we want to get there. real Toronto centric. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. But yeah, I would be surprised if, if, if a winger gets like any sort of traction. Yeah, yeah. It's just right the way now. it is. Yeah. Late it's kind of unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, I mean uh, the thing is, though, is that. And I, this is uh, sort of anecdotal. I don't know the stats behind it, but I feel like on the penalty kill, wingers are almost relied upon more. Yeah. Like in Toronto right now, it's Komarov and Hyman. Yeah. First pair, wingers. And now it's so crucial to wingers also be good in, in face-offs. Yeah. They're Getting kicked out every, yeah, every exactly. two seconds. Yeah. But with Lehtinen, and he... He was right up there with Selan and Koyu. Like, that was the line that dominated yeah. international tournaments. And in Dallas, he was the guy with, with Modano that just, he's a humble guy. He doesn't he doesn't go out there and say that, you know, I'm a good player. Never. Just work hard. And, and it's good that he's, he's getting the recognition in, in Dallas next week. Have you talked to him before? The, yeah. Uh... Yeah, he's the GM, actually, for uh, Finnish national team okay. at the moment. Just works hard even i guess you deal with them in general then right yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't hard to seek him out how was that how was did you do any coverage around the hall of fame because obviously solani going in is like yeah it was big that's a that's really like a watershed not watershed moment because curry was already in but like another sort of you know pat on the back for finnish hockey yeah that was that was huge weekend for for finnish hockey and it was actually pretty interesting that there wasn't that many media from Finland. Hmm. Only one one media member really? actually traveled from Finland. That's it. Yeah, that's surprising. Even though that's huge. That was and you could just go straight to Toronto. You don't have to go to Toronto then to some other town. Like yeah, exactly. interesting. Exactly. And yeah, that was the second time in Finnish history that the Finnish player actually made it to the Hall of Fame. And there's an argument. Like, I think that Selana is the number one guy right now. Like the best player in Finnish. Hockey yeah, and it's two Ford. different sort of generations. Yeah, and, and yeah. Curry has the asterisks of like playing on this incredible Gretzky team. And, yeah, Solani was at his peak with with Korea in the dead puck era. Those yeah. guys were dominant, you know, as as dominant as you can be, uh, considering the the team that they had around them. So, and especially after the Stanley Cup, like Selani has said many times that after the Stanley Cup, that was his like he's most proud of that he could play still like over 40 and just enjoying hockey. And he was he was an athlete after winning the Stanley Cup. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't pushing that much before that. When he was younger, he just enjoyed playing and scored goals and liked to party also, like a lot of players in that era. But like when he was in his, you know, late 30s, early 40s, he really, really started to like, be committed and just do the right things and I think that's one of the reasons why he just kept playing like he just loved the game yeah and still still do but but he also seems like a and I think a bunch of people have said this over the years like he's just a really good guy too yeah. like he yeah. he really understands his role as a as a Finnish 
icon and also just as an NHL player that is going to, you know, fans want to know about him. So he's going to be good to the media so that the, his message can get through, um, you know, great teammate, yeah. uh, you know, doesn't look down on other people. That's that sort of like feeling that you get. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and let's face it, not every player uh, gets those uh, compliments thrown at them. When you hear kind of silence around guys, it's usually because uh, yeah. maybe they have a checkered past. But when the compliments start flowing, you go, okay, if, if everyone's saying this, it's got to be true. Yeah, Dame was, he's actually very unfinished in a way that huh. he's outgoing and super laid back. And every time you, you talk to Dame, it's kind of like you knew the guy okay. like way before. But that's, his, that's the feeling. Like he's very personable? Yeah, 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 and that's why fans. I think fans can relate to him, and he he wants to be. He likes the attention, that's for sure. But it's not, it's not it's not a, in a wrong way, but he just he's an easygoing guy. And every single person that I talked to in the Hockey Hall of Fame weekend was just, oh, he's the best guy, and like he lights up the room every time he walks in, and that that was. That was general, like there was a general opinion about about Dema. That says a lot. Plus, I mean, that seventy-six goal rookie season is just good. unbelievable. That's, <laughs> that's all right. Good. That's all right. That's pretty good. That's one of those directors that I don't know. Just, like, especially the way that the that game is played now. I mean, there's a lot of good rookies coming in, so but no way you never know. But seventy-six is so if you think of uh, Austin Matthews last year and how. He just took hold and, and was consistent from game one to 82 yeah. and put up points. You know, he had the odd stretch of, of not actually getting pucks in the net, but he was playing well from one to 82. He still only scored 40 goals. Amazing feat, but 30, 36 behind Timo Solani. And that's just insane. And right now, Kucherov. Yeah, there you go. Insane. Like, he's on a pace for 73 goals. Yep. Still not <laughs> 76. <Exactly. laughs> That that's just I don't know that's baffling, but obviously it was a different era. So how many times do you think you've seen the uh, when he was when he did the whole like celebration where Ooh. he threw up his glove and shot it? A couple of times, I have seen, <laughs> especially in the last week. A couple of times. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just playing at the Hall of Fame on loop. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's such a classic highlight. Um, before we I let you go and uh, and we move on to we'll talk about the Olympics in a minute, but to wrap up sort of the the players portion. Um, Eli, Eli Tolvanen is is lighting up uh, European hockey KHL, right now, yeah. and is he is he the quote unquote next big thing, the one guy outside of the NHL that that people uh, should be waiting for? And, yeah. and by that I mean obviously Finnish players for sure. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty darn good in KHL for for Jokeri. Uh one of the best players in KHL at the moment, like offensive minded player. And, He's gonna be in the Olympics for sure, so that's that's a good thing for Canadians to to actually date and watch him play. And, and he's yeah. a goal scorer. He's he's kind of like the next big thing after Patrick Line. Okay, and he's still eligible for World Juniors too, right? Yeah, yeah. But do you th- like the KHL doesn't mind giving players to the World Juniors? Right? I don't know what's gonna happen because yeah. there's a lot of hockey for for him this year. So I'm not sure about the World Juniors, but. He's going to be in Olympics for sure. That'll be um, fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And last year, he was, like last draft, he was drafted 30th overall. Which is, I remember him falling. There was, was the weird. whole, well, was there was the whole, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a controversy, but 
and I'm 99% sure he was the player, uh, the day before the draft, he didn't get into Boston College or Boston yeah, University. Yeah. Yes, okay, it is right. And then so, you know, his agent's kind of uh, trying to, you know, douse the fire. And, and, um, and I think it had something to do with his grades. He just didn't, like, he yeah. didn't pass. Yeah, that um, was, uh, that was so I don't know if that turned teams off, or if teams already had them way down, way, had him way down their list, or if well, that was a red flag. That, if that was the reason because that guy's a player. Like he, he can he can score goals, and yeah, he, he would have played uh, in, in NCAA. But uh, good for Jokic then and KHL. Have you have you talked to him? Like what, yeah, what, what, what's the backstory after, about that? Yeah, he was. Uh, he just said that things didn't work out. And yeah. he, he, I get the feeling that he was kind of like embarrassed about the thing. So he didn't want to, you know, get get too in yeah. deep into it. But um, yeah, good for him that he he has a good role now, and uh, it's good for him that he can play in Olympics this year, and maybe next year he's going to be in Nashville. Who knows? Yeah, they yeah uh, they could always use another forward in Nashville, <laughs> even though they uh, they already have a pretty phenomenal team. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the Olympics. Obviously, no NHL player can go. Uh, but I'm assuming the Liga is cool with signing players. What's the status on, on Finnish hockey and how they're viewing the Olympics? Uh, actually, last no, it was uh, yeah last weekend in uh, in Finland, uh, Karjala Cup, which uh, like right. this annual tournament, and it was kind of like a training camp for Olympics. And Finland played solid tournament overall. And Eli Tolvanen obviously is a big part of the team, but another young guy is uh, Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, who's drafted Went third, third overall, overall right. in uh, last year's draft for, for Dallas. And that guy, okay, this is a bit much, but he's, <laughs> he's a guy who could easily be like the Finnish Nicholas Lidstrom okay. in the future. He's A poor man's Nicholas Lidstrom? Yeah, yeah. poor man's, yeah, okay. I would say. That's fair, yeah. But Still, he's, he's a poor been, man's Nicholas Lindstrom is a really good player. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's been the best D in, uh, in Finnish League this year, and he's going to be in the Olympics for sure. What makes him... Nicholas Lidstrom light is it smart? Is, yeah, it's just he doesn't make mistakes yeah, like that sort just of sound, hockey. Just sound smart, uh, skates well, thinks the game fast. Uh, just more than the type of D, just good, good with the puck. Uh, not over physical, but just uses you know good gap control and just overall sound, sound defender. So. He's going to be the number one D for Dallas for, for many, many years. Do you think this Finnish team's... Uh, ah, it's hard. Like, I'm looking at through the Canadian lens where the team they're putting together is going to be very random. Yeah. Uh, but do you think the Finnish team will probably have a little more continuity because oh, yeah, there's sure. guys you know that play locally, probably play on the same team, some of them. Yeah. Um, is that the feeling that you're getting, that, that like they're, they, they, they have a core group of guys that that are going to make up this team and the rest they're just going to kind of fill in here and there. Yeah. And also the playing system is, is you know, everybody knows how they're going to play. And they have the same coach as last year. Uh, so I think they even have a better chance now to be good on that tournament without the NHL players. Because obviously the competition isn't that fierce. Mm-hmm. And who knows what happens with the, with the Russian team. And Sweden hasn't been that good this year. In Europe, so I think it's wide open right now, and I think that's a good thing for for Finland because they have they have you know same coaches, same system, same players. So they don't there's not going to be this 
phase that of it they they need to you know get together and nobody knows each other like team canada it's totally different well and even just them. having heiskanen and tolvanen as uh as these youngsters that that could maybe surprise some other teams because yeah. they haven't been showcased yeah um and having them in the lineup versus Canada, I don't know how many uh, NCAA or, or junior players they're going to be able to to bring over, if any. Yeah. So, is it is it a hundred percent like Heiskanen and Tolvanen are? Well, not a hundred percent, but very close to. It. I would say I would say it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot for sure. Obviously, there's injuries and all that, but yeah. if they're healthy, they're in a team for sure. Okay. Um, are you going to the Olympics or? Uh, no, I'll be here. I'll cover. I mean, the NHL is still going on. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be weird to watch the uh, the games. Yeah. Just some people told me in Toronto that it will be interesting to see like different kind of hockey. No, <laughs> it's not gonna be very good hockey. Like if you convert that I, to like Olympics with NHL players. I agree, but I think from a journalist perspective, I'm interested to see the type of stories that come out of it. Yeah, that's Is true, Rob yeah. Klinghammer going to, you know, score a game-winning goal to win the gold medal? Yeah. Like, stuff ben, like that where it's ben like... Ben Scrivens yeah. gets a shout-out in the final. Yeah. I read a story the other day. Uh, Gilbert Brule, who was drafted by Columbus, I think second overall. Or no, sixth overall. Yeah. And just went through like a tumultuous uh, reign, let's call it, in, uh, in North America. Now he's playing in China for a KHL team, yeah. and he has a good chance of making the team, so all of a sudden he's on this massive stage and, and can kind of, like, live his dream, so to speak, uh, you know, 10 years after the fact and not necessarily associated with the NHL. It's just, there's, there's like, sort of these weird, twisted, uh, like, uh, storylines, I yeah, guess, to watch. good for them, good for them, because this is once-in-a-lifetime yeah. you know, experience for, for them, so, yeah. Um. Thanks for, for coming in, Sammy. How can people uh, read your stuff? Although I guess it's in Finnish. So. It's in Finnish, so it's basically <laughs> impossible to understand. But you can, yeah, Google Translate. Well, but you, you, you tweet in uh, in English. Yeah, yeah, English. And, what's uh, what's your what's your Twitter? Twitter uh, at S-H-O-F-F-R-E-N. Okay. So, yeah, there's going to be some Finnish different weird words, but <laughs> sometimes also English. So, welcome. Welcome. Um, one last question, <laughs> and th- this ties into your Twitter account with Google Translate. Like when you see, uh, okay, say say something happens in Finland, and yeah. that, or it might, it might even be your story, uh, and then you know somehow through the grapevine, people in North America catch fought, catch wind of it, and then they start using Google Translate to translate. Do sometimes you see it, and you're like, that is not what was said. You guys totally. are you guys are totally off, and it's because you're using this. This Google Translate that has its has its purposes, has its functions, but it's not to directly translate like quotes and you know actual like uh, important news nuggets, right? Yeah, I would say nine times out of ten, that's the case. It doesn't just—it's <laughs> that bad. It doesn't add up. Yeah. I don't know why, but has it happened to you where you report something and then all of a sudden it turns into something that it's not? Um, not that I recall. No, probably never happened. But yeah, like random tweets. Because we have long words. So that's why it's good that Twitter now has two ah. So that's good for us. <laughs> I think we're the only nation that I was actually like, happy about it. But but yeah, I would say if you want to translate from Finnish to English, translate Finnish to Swedish and from Swedish to English. Interesting. So I think that's a good bet. Because Swedish is 
kind of similar to English. Okay. Finnish is just out there. there. Yeah, just weird. There's a, a life hack for everyone. Sweet Finnish to Swedish to English is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, Sammy. Uh, thanks again for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you.